0: Hey Courtney. Hey Sasha. Do you know what time it is? Uh I think it's spoop hour. No, it feels more like, um. The witching hour.
1: Wait, it's 3 a.m.? Yes. But I have work in the morning. I don't care. We're recording this podcast, right? Why now. am I awake? I have to be up at 3 a.m. It's the witching hour! night and we're a little spicy <laughs> we're a little punchy <laughs> we're a little little just woo. Woo. basically sasha's super busy all weekend i have intermittent plans all weekend so we're like let's find a time to record and that time is wednesday and both of us had a hell of a day at work so and we like,
0: have a wee migraine right now so we're
1: like we're doing it we're living it we're 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 spooping. We're sitting on the couch. I have a snack for us. Did I put the snack out? No, no I didn't. You didn't. We almost forgot our microphone. So we were looking at our setup, and in my head, I was like, "What's missing?" Yeah, it I was looking weird. At it too. I was like, "The table is very empty. There's a laptop. There's my tea." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I don't have a glass of water, and usually I have a glass of water." But then, and then Sasha goes, "We don't have the mic." I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Anyway, today, the theme of today's snack is I had to get gas on the way home from work and the gas station I like to go to used to have a Dunkin' Donuts in it, so I was hoping to get Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. Apparently, that's no longer the case. Damn. So I got you us... Got donuts! I got us Coasters. limited edition... Frosted strawberry. Yeah, they're valentines Chocolate and Strawberry. Because you sexy like a chocolate strawberry. Ah, you are too. <laughs> <laughs> when you're listening to this, Valentine's Day has come and gone, and you're like, ugh, shut the fuck up. You did that last week. Oh, wait, but today is Valentine's. Day. Today is Valentine's Day, Day okay, when so we're recording. We're so we're having a Galentine's treat. Yeah. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Mm. You're eating a snack from a gas Not? station? You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite yet. Um, to this
0: vein of like spooky, because I had to make an adult decision today. Barf! I opened up my own giant card, <gasps> so now I'm not giving my parents free points. Anymore. Now you get to use the I points. I get to use the points myself. And my mom sent me a really cute text afterwards. She, with emojis and everything, or said, "I said I opened my own giant card since I'm an adult." And she said, happy adult day, and then she sent me a fairy emoji and, like, a party popper.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I still use the family giant card, Mm. mostly because I don't go to shell gas stations. There Mm. aren't any that are convenient to me, so the points are basically meaningless. And then this way I can feel good about, like, keeping giant off their rhythm and not knowing what kind of shopper I am. Mm. Which is something that I enjoy doing. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but otherwise... Also, I'm oh, lazy. <laughs> yesterday, I had a very nice class like with one of <gasps> my spooky. classes, who's usually like really quiet. They don't pay, you know, participate or whatever. And yeah. yesterday, they were like really like participatory. And it was nice.
1: Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, like yeah.
0: antithetical spoopy. Antithetical spoopy. It was yeah. like the good spoop. Yeah. It was like, ah, oh, yes, my fairy godmother came.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In the form of a class. <laughs> HBU. How about you? Well. I D-E-K, I'm just kidding. Something tricky <laughs> did happen to me today. Oh, tell Ooh. me about it. So I for context, I am back at work after teleworking for about a month and our office went through these renovations. So now the we used to have a doorbell and a little clicker to yeah. open the door because our door's locked. Right. And right now we don't have a doorbell because we haven't put one in yet because it's a new door, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Today, the clicker got installed. So Mm. that's all working. So I'm sitting at my cube, which currently doesn't have walls because, again, renovation. So not quite a cube. No, I'm sitting (laughs) at an open concept desk like Ron Swanson in that episode where he's in the circle desk. Oh, no. And it's a real bummer because I sit on an exercise ball and I wear dresses exclusively to work, except (laughs) when I'm wearing skirts. And usually, I can sit on my bouncy ball however I so feel because... I have a wall, right. so nobody can see up my skirt. So if I want to be in a deep plié squat, like I do often, doesn't fucking matter. Nobody's seeing my nethers. <laughs> Not so when you don't have a wall. So I have accidentally been giving everybody a show. It's fine. I love nethers. <laughs> Allegedly, no one has noticed that I'm just. I just have to be cognizant and like keep my knees together like a goddamn lady. Anyway. <laughs> This has nothing to do with spooky things. So I'm sitting on my bouncy ball. I'm in my non-cube desk, just like tickety-tacking away. And I hear a knock at the door. Well, the, my not-cube is positioned such now be- until it moves to its final location. I can't see through the doors because they are glass right, doors. Right. So, you know, it could just be like, oh, maybe I misheard or whatever. But yeah. I hear a knock at the door. So I use the clicker. And then nobody comes through, which I'm like, okay, maybe they're expecting to see somebody. Mm -hmm. And my coworker was on her way to the bathroom anyway, so she's like, I'll check the door. It's fine. Mm. She walks into the hallway. She turns the corner and she goes, there's no one there. Mm -hmm. And I go, I thought I heard a knock. And she goes, no, I heard it too. So a ghost knocked on the door today, and it was like, I hear there's another show.
0: (laughs) I was thinking it was disturbed by all the renovations.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it rolled up and was like, why are there so many chairs, and why is that bookshelf just in the middle of everything? Yes. What are those shelves? Why are they on the floor? Why are they on the floor? <laughs> Why do you have an extension cord plugged into an extension cord? Don't you know that's a fire hazard? <laughs> I hope Osha does not listen to this podcast. Currently, I'm working on a fire hazard. It's fine. I'm going to move eventually. I guess the other spooky thing was the
0: me having to close the curtains before we <laughs> yeah. It.
1: I come down the stairs, and Sasha goes, I just closed the curtains all the way, because the curtains were slightly open because I took the trash out yeah. earlier this week. And I go out through the back door, and I come back in the front door when mm-hmm. I do that. And so, obviously, the the curtains were kind of open because I didn't come back in through really and close them. It, it's like, during the day, that's fine, right? Because you're like, oh, It's a like, oh, little, little...
0: Yeah, you can see the woods, and it's a little... You know, it's there. It's pretty... And te- currently, it's 42 degrees outside. So, it's like, no one's going to be hanging out there. Yeah. It's pretty breezy. Like, it, no one it's would not be lurking. It's not warm. But at the same time, I was still like, I'm just going to close these. Because <laughs> we're going to be sitting down here for an hour.
1: <laughs> in, in Sasha's terms... I know there's no one out there, but, but what if what there, if there is? is? Exactly. Also, spooky is how good these donuts I know. are. They are so much better than I expected them to be. I was like, "Well, this is going to be disappointing" because I wanted Dunkin' Donuts. No, these are really good. They're really good. Is there a Dunkin' Donuts near us? Or a um, Dunkin' since they rebranded? I.
0: Just, usually when I'm just out in Springfield, like, near the Navy Federal, I'll oh. go to that Duncan. Yeah, that's way out of my way, and I'm lazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I have to really be, like, I'm going to go to Duncan. You must have a hunker yeah. in
1: for Dunkin'.
0: Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's one, there's a couple on, like, various parts of, like, Little River Turnpike and, oh, like, that's... Route, yeah, and, like, 50 and stuff, and I'm just, like, I have to... Really want Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. An event. Yeah. And I was in Springfield the other day just running errands and stuff and I stopped at the Dunkin' Donuts and I was so hungry and I bought four donuts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've been there. Yeah. And then I went to the bank. Specifically at Dunkin' Donuts. I don't often go to Dunkin' Donuts because I don't come across them in my day to day life.
0: When I come across a Dunkin' Donut, you're like, like,
1: Hell yeah. I'll
0: go buy one donut. Most and then I bought four donuts.
1: (laughs) Hilariously, the Dunkin' Donuts I have been around the most is the one in Dulles Airport. Mm. So that tells you the kind of person I am and the kind of donut shops that I come across in my daily life. I'm much more likely to go to the Starbucks because I only, I have yeah. to overshoot the highway a teensy bit to get there. Mm. So if I, it's a morning and I'm like, oh, I want something fancy, I'll just go to that uh, Starbucks and then zip onto the highway into work. When,
0: when, I used to buy coffee in the mornings. Since moving here, yeah. I would go to Pete's. just uh, cause, yeah, because
1: it's like right there.
0: Like the Starbucks is not that far from my school, but coming back to mm-hmm. the school is kind of a nightmare. So see,
1: for me, it's easier for me to get on the highway. I need to get on coming from the Starbucks. So I go to that one, and then when I turn right out of that parking lot, it goes right onto the ramp for the highway. Oh, okay. So it's, and I work right off the highway, so it's super easy for me Mm -hmm. to then get to where I'm going, and it's, it technically takes me less time to go from the Starbucks to work than it takes me to go from here to work. Yeah. So. Gotcha. That's why I'm like, if I'm going to do it. Because technically, pizza's is in the other direction from where I work. Right, right. This has been Coffee Talk with Courtney and Sasha. We didn't do snacks for a while, so now you're getting all of it. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite kind of donut to get from Dunkin'? Anything that's cream-filled, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a sucker for any kind of seasonal sprinkle as well. Mm-hmm. But barring that, I just love, I love, like, even just, like, a simple, it's got chocolate on the top, it's got cream in the middle, done. Yeah. I really like the Boston cream ones because it's custard. And I specifically
0: like the custard ones. But when I went on uh, Saturday, Mm -hmm. I went like one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, so they didn't have, like, all of the donuts anymore, mm. and so I ended up getting a heart-shaped vanilla cream one, and I was Ooh. worried about it not liking that one, and I liked it. Good. So that was good, so vanilla cream is good. Um, I got a heart-shaped raspberry-filled one, which was also See, delicious. I was
1: planning on doing, like, I'll oh, get us two little heart-shaped ones, it'll be so cute yeah, with the well, Dunkin' Donuts, it don't, but it doesn't exist anymore. Don't
0: worry, because I already ate my heart-shaped donuts. <laughs> um, I bought my, and then I bought my two, like, traditional favorite ones, which, is the blueberry cake and then the maple frosted.
1: Oh, I like the maple frosted. Mm-hmm. There was one time at this gas station, obviously this was now years ago because there's no longer a Dunkin' Donuts and there has been a Dunkin' Donuts here in 14 months probably, but I bought one that I thought was going to be like a Boston cream mm-hmm. with custard in it mm-hmm. and I take this big bite and I don't know what was in there. It was so thick it was like a really thick like overly sweet almost like twinkie filling oh yeah but like thicker. Yeah. and i was like i don't want this i wanted custard Isn't i wanted it's... speedway that used to be like yes. something else okay. yeah it's the speedway yeah. that used to be a hess yeah and it's the cheapest gas in all of our region today i paid 205 a gallon good it's yeah. so cheap i filled up my tank for less than 20.
0: nice also
1: spooky is the witching hour <laughs> also spooky that was a flawless seg Do we welcome. did we
0: plug our twitter No. No, we didn't. Who are we? What are we? It's Spoop Hour. Paranormal donut podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you guys could have seen the poses. I was struck. There were some good dances. Striking. (laughs) And actually... Wednesday night. (laughs) Wednesday night. Feeling spicy. Before we talk about Witching Hour, I know both of us have been on other podcasts recently. We have. You just did a lame... So Phantom of the Opera. Yes,
1: I just recorded on the Phantom of the Opera with... Kate from Ignorance was Bliss, and Lindsay from 33% Pulp. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be dropping soon-ish. Kate's working on it. It's going to be dropping as a regular Ignorance was Bliss episode, and then if we ever need to take, like, a week off, we can post it here, too. Because Kate sent the audio, because she's the best. Anyway, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about Phantom of the Opera, so if you want to hear me yell about how much I hate Raoul, then by all means check that sucker out.
0: I don't think I've ever watched Phantom of the Opera all the way through. What?! Every time we watched it at a sleepover, I'd fall asleep because it
1: was. Don't you say it. A lot of singing. Oh, you! I thought you were gonna say boring, and I was gonna have to kill you, and I was gonna be real sad about it. <laughs> well, it's kind <good>, of <laughs> like good too. The first it. time that I
0: watched, <laughs> the first time that I watched Nightmare Before Christmas, I was at a sleepover and I fell asleep while Jack was singing and I woke up and Jack was still singing, but it was a different song.
1: (laughs) What a long song.
0: And the same thing happened with Phantom of the Opera. I've like blacked out of chunks because I've fallen asleep. We're going to fix
1: that. I saw that movie 13 times in the theater, once on Broadway. (laughs) It was my first like big pop cultural obsession in the 10th grade to the point where it became a running joke at our high school. How much I loved Phantom of the Opera. Remember
0: when we went on that field trip to New York, I put Phantom of the Opera as my first choice. Mm -hmm. And then I put Hairspray as my second choice. And then I put... Fiddler on the Roof? Beauty and the Beast. Oh! And then Fiddler on the Roof, and I ended up seeing Beauty and the Beast.
1: Oh. My mom saw Fiddler on the Roof, and she I, said it was really good. I Sarah was... saw Fiddler on the Roof. That was fun.
0: The rest <laughs> of ninth grade was fun, because she would just come up and do her See Yiddish man
1: dance. It's a good time. When I saw Phantom, and I get into it on this episode, but... It basically, the Christine, I don't know if she was just having an off night. Oh, she or was pitchy. She was real pitchy, and it was not good. Like, it kind of it kind of ruined it for me, because, like, Christine sings a lot in family opera. So mm-hmm. if Christine's not hitting notes properly, and you've been trained because of band to have somewhat decent pitch, it's a real bummer. Yeah. But anyway... Fan of the opera. Yeah. So go listen to that. Ignorance was bliss episode. We'll retweet it when it happens Mm. from our account at Spoop Hour, which is also our account on Instagram. Yeah.
0: Wednesday night. Segway. Um, (laughs) I was on Pop Culture Bento recently, last week. So the episode is out. It's their most recent. It's episode 65, Kingdom Hearts 3. Duh. Will this this
1: still be their most recent episode Um, when this drops on Tuesday?
0: It will still be their most recent episode when it drops on Tuesday because Pop Culture Bento has now decided to, instead of being just like one big podcast of like, hitting everything pop culture related, they are now going to have a bunch of shorter podcasts where they do, like, one about video games called Power Creep or Creepy Power or something. (laughs) It has to... Yeah, I'm doing a bad job of, like... Plugging... Go to app pop culture, culture bento. Well, and they'll have, they'll like, have links to stuff. all of their other things. They can also do their
1: own promo. Sorry. An- <laughs>
0: anime airwaves. So they're... Actually, tonight, they're also recording those episodes. Oh, so they okay. have different people working on different things, and then they're all just going to drop. So, like, if you're... Like, well, I do like pop culture, but I don't like anime. But you like video games, then, like, you can go over there. And if you... They have, like, a movie one as well, and they'll have, like, a TV show one. So, yeah. So, I was on, like, the last full episode of um, Pop Culture Bento. About Kingdom Hearts. About Kingdom Hearts. Because what else would you talk about? What else would I talk about? Literally nothing. No. See,
1: the way you feel about Kingdom Hearts (laughs) is how 10th grade Courtney felt about About Fan fan Opera. opera. Mm -hmm. So, like...
0: Yeah, and I you get know it. how
1: intense I get about stuff. Oh, you I get, like. yeah. And Phantom of the Opera was the first thing I got super intense mm-hmm. about. So like, there was a time in my life where I like knew all the lines, I knew all the trivia, I knew how old everybody was when they were cast. Emmy Rossum was sixteen.
0: Do you remember how much you were into OK Go?
1: I do. <laughs> that was actually my secondary obsession that yeah. took over from Phantom of the Opera. Yep,
0: I remember that. Anyway, I, I remember you. The transition dancing. To a million ways in your backyard.
1: (laughs) I can still do that dance. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it has been 13 years at this point. And it wasn't my backyard; it was Ariel's backyard. Technically, it was her side yard. But anyway, it's been 13 years. I can still do the dance. If you're lucky, we'll post it to our account because it's still on YouTube because I no longer have that password. We are 16 minutes into this episode. (laughs) We haven't done anything yet. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Feeling spicy. So let's
0: talk about the witching hour. We
1: are talking about the witching hour today. We're going to go into the background. I have origins of the witching hour. Cool. And we're going to do a general discussion of midnight and spooky times. And then I think we're both doing just like a collection of stories of spooky shit that has happened during spooky times. Yeah?
0: Mine is I'm doing just, I've got a couple of superstitions related to nighttime. Great. And then I've got a scientific study done about dreams and wishing hour and that kind of
1: thing. Ooh. Yeah. Shout out to my mom who suggested this topic for our Mm. podcast because she was very afraid of midnight growing up. Anyway, so what is the Witching Hour? Well, we're going to get into it courtesy of IcySedgwick.com, AstonishingLegends.com, Wikipedia, and Destination America. Mm. So if you've never heard the term Witching Hour, it generally refers to two times, like Mm -hmm. two separate times or both. It's confusing, but whatever. One is that the witching hour, quite simply, just midnight, so from midnight to 1 a.m. when it's going from one day to the next, or it's the hour between 3 and 4 in the morning, which mm-hmm. is how I first heard of the witching hour, right. which I came late to it, and it was basically because my best friend in college was telling me, you know, I keep having this nightmare, and then I wake up during the witching hour, and I freak out, and I'm like, I don't know what yeah, that is. is. So yeah. then I went back to my dorm room, and I googled it, and I was like, oh, 3 a.m., The witching hour is when the world is allegedly more prone to supernatural incidents, witchcraft, and general devilry. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, if a woman was caught outside the house during the witching hour, she could be sentenced to death. Oh, God. Because obviously it meant she was a witch. Yeah. So, like, God help you if you're like, oh, fuck, did I lock the door? Or you, like, sleepwalk or something. Because if you're outside at, like, 315 and they're like, hey, what are you doing outside? You don't have a good answer. Right. They're like, she's a witch. The end. Black magic that is done during the witching hour is thought to be the most effective. And witches typically are believed to come out during this time as are demons, ghosts, and gremlins, as well as just, like, any kind of general spooky beastie. Yeah. Because it's believed that that's when they're, one, at their most powerful, and two... It's dark out. Yeah. So if hypothetically you're a demon and you want to do some demonic shit, you're going to want to go outside when there's not a bunch of humans and be like, oh no, a demon, let's, let's haunt there. it. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to want to go outside when everybody's being cool. Right. The witching hour, much like Samhain, the solstice, etc., is a liminal time. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, when late night becomes early morning, mm-hmm. or if you're thinking of it in terms of midnight, it's when today becomes yesterday yeah. and tomorrow becomes today and it's just like everything's kind of like in flux Mm -hmm. and so because everything else is in flux so is the veil between worlds so stuff can kind of like sneak out because the line is getting blurred Mm -hmm. it's also thought to be a great time if you're going to do a ouija board or any kind of spirit Mm -hmm. communicating if you do that during the witching hour it's easiest for the spirits to talk to you yep because the veil's thin yep No one's praying at 3 a.m. Actually, we're about to get into that, spookily. It's also, this is just why midnight is generally used as like a big Mm -hmm. time in fairy tales, because it's like, hey, liminal space. The first recorded use of the term witching hour is in a document from 1835, but I tried really hard and could not find this fucking document. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Could be anything. Could be a text. I don't know. Another suspected origin of the term is la mala hora, which we're going to get into more later, and that means the evil hour in Spanish. According to Candy K. Khan in American Myths, Legends, and Tall Tales, an encyclopedia of American Folklore, la mala hora is not a time, but actually an urban legend entity. Oh. So an, she's an evil spirit who wanders country roads in search of lone travelers to spook. Country if- roads... La mala hora. <laughs> she's gonna get you at the crossroads. It's true. If she finds yeah. you at a literal crossroads, she'll basically just be like, you gonna die. So basically, she's like a memento mori where she's just like, remember, you're gonna die. Or she's kind of thought of like a banshee wherein she's like predicted, she's like a bad omen. So mm-hmm. if she runs, you run into her at a crossroads, you fucked. hmm But also, like, there's lore that if you just look at her too long, you're going to go insane. And also, she's not a woman, but actually just like a little black fuzzball that can grow in size if it feels like it. Okay. We'll we'll get to know her more later. Yeah. So why 3 a.m.? Unsurprisingly, as with a lot of vague superstition, there's a bunch of different speculation as to why. Mm -hmm. 3 a.m. of all the times. So... Multiple theories originate from the Christian church. The first has to do with canonical hours. So historically in Catholicism, prayers and services are marked by the canonical hours, which are three hours in length. Unfortunately, this means that the time from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m., is devoid of prayers, meaning that evil forces can creep on in because nobody's praying. So when you mm-hmm. joked, nobody's praying at 3 a.m., they really weren't. Because even oh. if they were doing, like, 24 hours of, like, non-stop canonical hours, yeah. they do them every three hours because right. they're three hour long. So from 3 to 4 a.m., there's nothing. So it's just, like, a little devoid of prayer time. Christianity also sometimes refers to 3 a.m. as the devil's hour because it is considered an inversion of 3 p.m., which is believed to be the time that Christ died. Oh. So there's that being the devil's hour because it's just inversion. And the three could also refer to demons and poltergeists because as we went over in our poltergeist episode, they love to do stuff in threes to mock the Holy Trinity. So they'll do like three scratches, three knocks just to be like, (laughs) ha ha, Fuck you. So, you want to tell me about some science? Yeah. Something spooky is happening right now. The cat is on Sasha's lap. Zelda's
0: sitting on my lap. It's pretty incredible. This is incredible. I can't move any closer to the mic, so I'm just going (laughs) to talk loudly. It's fine. This is why
1: we have leveling software. Yeah. (laughs) A bunch of pictures are going to go on the Instagram. I can't believe it.
0: So, I found a study from David Duke and Carolina Zychowitz. Hopefully not that David Duke. David Luke. I'm sorry. David Luke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luke as in like Matthew, Luke, and John or whatever. And David. David. <gasps> yeah.
1: What a biblical name.
0: Professors in psych departments at the University of Greenwich and University of Northampton in the UK. So this gave me a headache reading it. <laughs> and so I'm going to give you guys a headache. Yay! Um, I trunk just shortened it down to what could make sense on its own. It's, it's, Whenever I say psi in this, it's going to be spelled psi, not sci or sigh.
1: Like pounds per square inch. Yeah. Or like psychic.
0: Yeah. So, summary of the study: Research and theory suggest that the chemicals made in the pineal gland, e.g., melatonin, pinealine, and possibly also DMT,
1: <laughs> follow a, uh, yes
0: DMT. DMT follow a circadian rhythm and are important to the process of sleeping and possibly dreaming too. These nocturnal chemicals may also may also be important in the meditation of spontaneous, and mystical, and visionary states, and in the mediation of psi, which is precognition or telepathy. Okay. One such pineal chemical, melatonin, is known to fluctuate in quantity considerably during the night. Nevertheless, very little research has been conducted to test whether peak melatonin periods, e.g. 3 a.m., are more conducive to psi than lower, uh, lower melatonin periods, e.g. 8 a.m., Though Those two studies that have been conducted have found positive effects. So basically, they took 20 individual participants on 10 separate nights with trials both during the night and first thing in the morning. A free response dream precognition task was used, and participants viewing four clips after dreaming and ranking them for similarity of the dream. After the ranking, the actual target was selected randomly by computer, and then dream precognition scores were, you know, Kind of dealt out. Gotcha. And so it turns out that scores are better at 3 a.m. compared to 8 a.m., even though, but those findings are kind of non significant. Dream bizarreness, supposedly me- meditated, mediated by melatonin, was actually higher at 8 a.m. than 3 a.m., hmm. um, though again, non significant. So basically, the keywords for the study were dream precognition, <laughs> circadian cycles, melatonin, DMT, and dream bizarreness. And so basically, they go into looking at where, How we're sleeping, basically, through the witching hour, and if that has anything to do with, Mm -hmm. why we have a witching hour, hour, or why we have maybe weird dreams, and that kind of thing. So, the 20 participants were 18 females and 2 male, age range 20 to 35, median age 23.4. And they talked about, like, the imbalanced gender ratio being because more women were taking psychology classes. Good job, ladies. So, basically... They also excluded people who were using cannabis because cannabis reduces dream recall. Oh. And so they were like, yeah, you know, we have to kick some of these people out. Gotcha. So, as it turns out, size scoring technically was higher at 3 a.m. than 8 a.m., but not significantly. Mm-hmm. And then the recalled dreams were actually more bizarre at 8 a.m. Hmm. than 3 a.m. So, they found that the psi scores were not significant overall generally to like a negative mm. like psi effect but they were saying that like if but the you know if they had ended the study earlier it could have just looking at the numbers could have proved something yeah but they kept going but they said finding the dreams are not significantly more bizarre at 3 a.m than 8 a.m and actually turning in the opposite direction seems to suggest that previous speculations about melatonin as a mediator of dream bizarreness is not supported. Uh Um, They're saying maybe it's actually cortisol that creates Uh naturally bizarre dreams. But they're saying, you know, cortisol is most active first thing about 8 a.m., like when you start waking up. So they're saying maybe that's what causes bizarre dreams.
1: See, I think I came across the melatonin side of this, like must have been the earlier study, which was talking about how like, when you experience a peak amount of melatonin, Mm -hmm. one, it can trigger a REM cycle, which is when you dream. Mm -hmm. And two, when you're in a REM cycle, it can increase your heart and breathing rate and Mm -hmm. cardiac pressure. So theoretically, if you have like a scary dream around 3 a.m. when Mm -hmm. when it's possible that you have this like peak in melatonin, Mm -hmm. you would then like wake yourself up because it's a scary nightmare. Right. And then you'd feel anxious because your heart rate is up. You're breathing faster. You have a lot of cardiac pressure. Exactly. So you just, you then are scared because your body is telling you you're scared. Right. And then also, if hypothetically, like, you wake up from a bad dream mm-hmm. and it's the middle of the night, what's the first thing you do? You roll over and look at the clock. Yeah. To play the how long do I have to fall back asleep game. Exactly. So... It then gives, you know, it Mm -hmm. makes 3 a.m. seem spookier when really it's just kind of the middle of the night. Right. And the funny thing is, like, for me,
0: I get anxious, like, starting about 2 a.m. into, like, 3 a.m. if I'm still awake at that point. And I don't know if it has to do, you know, like, is 3 o'clock inherently more spooky or am I just really stressed and tired and I can't fall asleep? Yeah. You know?
1: I did see some modern paranormal enthusiasts consider that 3 a.m. isn't really an active time anymore Mm -hmm. for the witching hour in terms of, like, if you're going to see ghosts or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're going to a haunted house with an actual, like, paranormal investigator, they're probably going to start around midnight and they'll wrap things up around 2. And they consider the witching hour to be really witching two hours from midnight Midnight to to 2. Yeah, that's what I saw, too. Like, I saw that
0: online and was like, oh, that's interesting because... I don't necessarily feel that uneasy if I'm still awake at like, like especially on the weekends, right yeah. up and through, you know, like at least one one thirty in the morning. But yeah, it's starting like two two thirty, getting closer to three. I'm like, fuck, I'm still awake. No, no, it's the um, witching hour, and it's funny because in college there would be nights where I was out until three thirty in the morning, yeah, and I was okay, but I felt like everything was in a liminal space getting home, yeah. you know, that late at night, eating a snack with my friends, yeah. It's yeah. the same
1: thing. Like if I've ever if I ever have to like wake up super duper early, like when mm-hmm. we did Macy's, we had yeah. to get up at like two in the morning. And report to the hotel lobby at 3 a.m. so we could make 4 a.m. rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And that entire experience was like a hella liminal yeah, space where you kind of don't feel real
0: and you're tired. There's a lot of good photos of like people just taking naps out in the open on the hotel yeah. room, uh, hotel ballroom floor because we were like... It's 3 a.m. It's 3 a.m. I just want to sleep. Yeah. 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 Other spooky
1: things to do with nighttime? Yeah. yeah. I have I have three stories about specific incidents Okay. with the witching hour. Okay. So, Can
0: I just share my superstitions really quick? Yeah, yeah, hit me. Okay. So there are a couple other nighttime superstitions that aren't necessarily drawn to the witching
1: hour because it seems that the witching hour is just totally Western nonsense. Yeah, we couldn't find, we tried. Find, we couldn't find any other, like, yeah. international versions of the witching hour. Right. It's basically just Western nonsense. Yeah. We were joking via Twitter chat. Yeah, like, that it, like, I, I want to speak to your manager. It, it's such white nonsense that it wants to speak to a manager and thinks it's too
0: spicy. Yeah. So, in Japan and also Turkey, India, and South Korea, mm-hmm. there is a superstition about not cutting your nails at night. Oh. So, in Japan, originally, the superstition was meant to scare away kids from injuring themselves while cuti- cutting their nails Makes at sense. night back in the Edo period days. The superstition now refers to death before your parents. Jesus. Uh, so, not death, like, in front of your parents. Death, like, before you, your parents di- die. you die before your parents gotcha. do. Um, or... Early death in general, if one cuts your nails at night. Um, the superstition came from the play of words from the saying Yoru nitsumeo tsume no kiru no, ha- no to haya ji basically cut your nails during the evenings and premature death happens. The part where it's Yoru, yoru tsume the nouns basically, mm-hmm. evening and nails, sounds similar to yo otsumeru, which says which means like one cut one's life short. Oh. Yeah. And then, basically, like, along with the other countries that, you know, have this superstition, basically, historically, knives or other sharp cutting tools would be used to trim long nails oh. before they had, like, clippers. Mm-hmm. And darkness plus sharp objects and a lack of medical access could have been, like, deadly infection. Yeah, that's right? how you
1: cut off a finger. Yeah. And then the other superstition is... Real quick, can I tell a funny story? I did learn when we were at the Samurai Museum in Shinjuku Mm -hmm. that there is a surprising amount of, like, historical Japanese culture that is pun-based. Like, Mm -hmm. navy blue is associated with samurai because navy blue, the word, kind of sounds like the verb to win, and, like, they also have a thing with, like, a particular samurai family had a thing with dragonflies because the word for dragonfly sounded like the word to win. So it was just, like, pun based. Interesting. And I was like, I should have been a samurai. I missed my
0: calling. Huh. Fascinating. There's one more superstition about the nighttime. Tell me why um, I should be afraid. And it's basically whistling at night. And I remember hearing Mm. this from my mom when I was younger, because again, it's another Japanese superstition. But basically, you might have a snake come out, you might be abducted by Tengu, which we've talked about on this podcast before. You will be abducted in general, or maybe a (laughs) robber will come. So Basically, just bad luck. Just ho,
1: don't do it. Yeah. It's possible Um, that a snake will come out, kidnap you, and then give you to a robber Tengu. Yeah. And in different areas of Japan, the consequences are different. Mm. Basically,
0: my mom was just like, it's bad luck. You're, like, waking up ghosts and that kind of thing. Gotcha. But you're disturbing the quiet of the night, and you're bringing danger to yourself. But I was thinking, like, kind of like with 3 a.m. not being that, like, liminal of a space anymore. Especially, you know, there's people who work night shifts and that kind of thing. It's pretty noisy at night, especially Mm -hmm. in cities. So, like, how do those spirits sleep? You know, is it just, is it purely just whistling is being like bothersome or is it all noise, you know?
1: Yeah, maybe it's just whistling just because whistling is a different type of noise than like train clonking or car horns or whatever. Whistling is like that unique, like screechy kind of like, and then the spirits are like, oh my God, stop. You're not as good as good at whistling as you think you are. I am. whistle punk don't do it no it's nighttime it's nighttime i will say almost exclusively i cut my nails at night just because like i think about i'll be like brushing my teeth yeah and then 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 i like look at my hands and i'm like oh fuck my nails are getting long i'll cut my nails before i go to bed yeah
0: Yeah, same i think i cut my toenails the other day like at night yeah yeah
1: before bed right before i went to japan i cut my nails before bed
0: yep You're okay. You're still alive. I mean, yeah. We have modern clippers now. We
1: do. I did not cut off any fingers. Uh. Thank God. I was going to make a joke about it, but then my brain went to a gross place and I don't want to, no. No. Talk about other things. I have spooky stories. Who wants spooky stories?
0: Will I go to sleep tonight?
1: I'll tell you the scariest one first and then I'll tell you the silly ones. How about that? All right. Okay. So, we are going to talk about a notable crime and haunting that occurred... During the witching hour. Uh, okay. So, Let's do it. the story of Ronald Butch DeFeo is forever entwined with the witching hour. On Wednesday, November 13th, the 23 year old walked into a bar and said, ouch. <laughs> I got a little spicy in my notes because these are the notes I took today. Oh, God. Just kidding. He said, you got to help me. I think my mother and father are shot. I just wanted a little moment of levity before <laughs> everything gets real bad. <laughs> <little> far. I <laughs> said, ouch. He said, ouch. And sure enough, he was right. His parents had been shot and killed, as had his four younger siblings, Dawn, oh. Allison, Mark, and John Matthew. Oh, goodness. All the victims were found laying on their stomachs in bed. Soon... Coroners determined that while Butch DeFeo hadn't entered the bar and declared that his parents had been shot until 6.30 p.m., the time of death was sometime between 3 and 3.15 a.m., the witching hour. Oh, no. After changing his story several times, DeFeo ultimately confessed to police and was charged with the murders of his family. At trial, DeFeo claimed that he heard voices in the house telling him to kill his family, he was sentenced to six life sentences which as of October 2018 he is still serving. So oh he's God. he's still alive. He's in a New York prison. So super spooky, right? Super Family spooky. annihilator yeah. doing a witching oh hour. But then it gets even oh no, that's a that's a silly typo to bring you joy. I put it in my notes, but then it gets even splookier. spookier. Spookier. <laughs>
0: Too when when I was on for um, me. <laughs> when I was on Pop Culture Bento last week and I was trying to spell spoop for spoop hour, yeah. Brad suggested spooky poop.
1: I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not
0: wrong. Not wrong. Anyway,
1: let's get spooky. Spooky. Gross. It's spook hour. <laughs> it's spook hour. So a fact that you may may be able to guess is, you know, yeah. that it gets spooky because of how these murders are colloquially referred to. Uh oh. They're called The Amityville Murders, and they're the basis for the Amityville Horror. Oh! That's right, bitches, it's based on a true story, but we'll get into it. The house changed owners without much pomp, but then on February 13th, 1976, and also 43 years ago to this day, when we are recording, it is February 13th. I saw that and I, like, freaked the shit out. No, it's okay. Okay. We're gonna go into (laughs) it. I'll make you feel better. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> he walked into a bar and said, ouch! ouch. Remember, it was oh, silly! Man, it was funny. George and Kathleen Lutz called a press conference in their attorney's office. Uh-huh. The Lutzes were newlyweds who had recently purchased their dream home, only to abandon it after about 28 days of living there before they called the press. Long Island's rumor mill was a rumbling as to why the Lutzes had left their perfect home in Amityville. It was because the house was hella haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of ghosts. The H- Let's has moved into the house where DeFeo had committed his crimes only 13 months after the murders. So many 13s. I mean, true. But also, I kind of see why they did it. Because the five-bed, three-and-a-half-bath house was only $80,000. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Like, shit. I but get it. like, And that was obviously, like, that's not what the home was worth. It was steeply discounted because of the whole, like, violent crime thing. But yep. $80,000 for five fucking bedrooms. I get it. Totally get it. Anyway, they happily moved in, but very quickly a pattern of supernatural activity established itself. Every night, George Lutz would wake up at 3.15am, which is peak witching hour, and also around the time DeFeo killed his family. During one of those instances, he found his wife levitating off the bed, and their sons were also floating off of their beds. Oh no. The family reported that they saw slime oozing out of the walls, smelled strange odors without an obvious source, which is obviously farts. Like, no, it wasn't me, it was the house. Come on, it's farts. It's always farts. Own your fart. It's always farts. When will we learn? They would also feel cold spots around the house, which is pretty Mm. standard haunting shit. That is pretty standard. There was also a knife in the kitchen that was repeatedly knocked down by an invisible force. Oh, God. Even though they moved into the house in the winter, the Lutzes frequently saw swarms of flies. So they were like, well, that's fucking gross and spooky. George and one of his sons also even saw a pig-like monster with red eyes staring at them from outside a window. No, thank you. A monster that later, and this is the part that I especially don't care for, their 5-year-old daughter would name Jody and treat as an imaginary friend. I don't like it. Jody the pig monster, guys. That's pass. why I closed the curtains. Yeah, cuz Jody the pig monster's out there. Fuck that. Okay. Sorry, Jody. Kathleen had frequent nightmares that would see her reliving DeFeo's crime, and she even reportedly said that she knew the order in which the murders happened. So she felt herself like going from room to room oh, in the order no. that the family was shot and killed. The kids even began sleeping on their stomachs, which they had never done before. Oh, and no. remember how the murder victims were found. Oh god. George even discovered a small hidden room with red walls in the basement that didn't appear in any blueprints of the house. The family dog, Harry, refused to go near the room and cowered as though there were something threatening inside. What
0: the fuck?
1: Following all this spooky activity, the Lutz family called in a priest to bless the house, but even the fucking priest was like... Nah, bro, because while he was doing the blessing, he heard a voice scream, get out. No. He ended up just telling the Lutzes, you know what, just don't go in that room and definitely don't sleep there. (laughs) Anxious to prove their story, the Lutzes took and passed the lie detector test. But after having an alleged falling out over money, William Weber, Butch DeFeo's defense attorney, came forward to say that the whole thing was a hoax. He claimed that the Lutzes had approached him and, over several bottles of wine, the three of them had concocted this entire story out of a hope of selling a book, making some quick money, and also potentially because, remember, one of DeFeo's defenses was... I heard voices in the house yeah. telling me to kill. So if his defense attorney's like, well, see, these people didn't kill anybody, but they heard spooky voices too, Right. that could potentially be grounds for a retrial. Anyway, Weber ended up suing the Lutz family and settling out of court for a portion of the Amityville book and subsequent film proceeds. Daniel Lutz, one of the sons, claims to this day that the stories are true and that while he was living at the house, a spirit possessed him. He says he is still haunted by nightmares of his time in Amityville. Christopher, the other son, also insists that the stories were true and says that one time he saw the shadowy figure of a man move closer to him and then the man disappeared. In total, uh, the house has changed hands five times since the DeFeo family committed his, or since DeFeo committed his terrible crime. It was sold most recently in February 2017 to an undisclosed owner for $605,000, which was $200,000 less than original asking price. The house has been renovated and its distinctive windows no longer look the same. Here's the good news. Probably super hoaxy, because the people who moved in after the Lutz family Mm -hmm. lived there for over 10 years, and they kept inviting people because people were like, ooh, spooky, I'm afraid of the house, and they were like, come over, it's fine, like, nothing happened. Hmm. So, props super made up to sell books, Mm -hmm. and, like, maybe introduce... Some doubt into like, see, he truly believed that the house Mm. was telling him things. The priest also came forward and was like, I only talked to those people on the phone. I never went to the house. Ah. They just described what was happening to me. And I explained, oh, it's probably just some bad juju. Do you want me to bless it? And they were like, no, I'm fine. So I feel better already. See? (laughs) He walked into a bar and said, ouch. Ouch. All right, you ready for some silly ones? Yes. Okay. Well, they're kind of silly. We're going to talk about la mala hora, which is the evil hour. So, this is an urban legend that is somewhat common. It's it's definitely not as common as La Llorona, but it's mm. like it exists, in theory. The internet told me so. If you live in the Southwest or in Mexico and you're like, I've never heard of this bullshit. Remember when and, you got a targeted ad for La Llorona? Yeah, I did, actually. I heard about the La Llorona movie before my horror movie-loving boyfriend did. So let's all stop and think about that for a second. <laughs> He's Because you're, you're talking about La Llorona I know, last I can't escape her. Anyway, La Mala Hora is like... Just kind of a general urban legend. Mm -hmm. I would say, in terms of, like, general spookiness, it's probably on the level of, like, Bunny Man, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, something scarier. Yeah. But anyway, here's an account from (laughs) scaryforkids.com of an encounter with La Mala Hora. See, it's scary for kids. Scary for kids. Which means it's scary for Sasha's, too. Scary for Sasha's. (laughs) Once upon a time, there was a woman whose husband was away on business, She decided to stay with a friend in Santa Fe, because remember, this is Mm -hmm, an urban legend in New Mexico. Mexico. And for some reason, she decided to do this after midnight. So she started driving from her house to her friend's house in Santa Fe. I don't do shit after midnight because I'm old and tired, but whatever. The roads were empty and the night was dark as the woman turned onto the highway. Suddenly, a dark shape appeared in front of her car, causing the woman to scream and slam on the brakes. When the woman looked up, she breathed a sigh of relief when the dark shape was gone. But then she turned towards the passenger seat and was horrified to see the figure of a hideous old crone. The crone had the face of a demon with glowing red eyes and pointed teeth. The crone began attacking the window, clawing the glass in an attempt to get at the woman. Oh, God. In a panic, the woman sped away, but the crone kept pace and continued clawing (laughs) at the window.
0: 70-mile-an-hour old
1: crone. The old crone's like, "'Slow down!' "'Drive like your kids live here!' (laughs) Finally, the woman lost her and made it safely to her friend's house. Once she was inside, the woman told her friend what happened, and her friend explained that she must have had a run-in with La Mala Hora, and that it could only mean that someone was about to die. At this, the woman was overcome with dread and spent the entire night terrified that something bad was coming." In the morning, she returned home, avoiding the crossroads where the crowd had been. But was when, it a friend, or was it a booty call? I mean, por no los dos. Por, por you know, no husband's no. out of town, so it doesn't count, and you go over to your friend's house, and then you're up all night because you're scared, and can I just stay in here with you until I'm not scared anymore? Anyway, for the porn version, email spoopar at gmail.com. I'm just kidding, Someone's I didn't write Someone's going porn. to die.
0: Yeah, oh, they are. fun.
1: <laughs> But when the woman arrived at home, there were police cars in her driveway. Uh? The officers confirmed her name, then told her that her husband had been mugged and killed on his business trip. The police then said that the incident took place just after midnight. And then I put in my notes, woo! Damn.
0: She must be feeling real guilty if that was a booty call
1: scaryforkids.com or she arranged the whole thing mm. so that she could make that booty call into a perma call I see what do you call a booty call that goes, goes forever love <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something clever and you just go straight for it alright I guess if you want to be boring I was thinking like is it a booty skype? a booty video chat? It goes on forever? I don't know sometimes skype calls are really long here's my butt you want to spend eternity together. <laughs> All right. You ready for another La Mala Hora story? Please. Okay. This one was collected by Tomas Kaufman in 1967 and was posted to multoghost.wordpress.com. For kids. For kids. Scary for kids. Scary for Sasha's. <laughs> A man was on his way to visit his girlfriend who lived in another town. On the road, he bumped into his girlfriend. Or so he thought. Uh-oh. Since you were coming to see me, I came out to meet you, she said. Mm -hmm. I've brought all my things. Let's run away together and make this booty call a perma-booty call. (laughs) The guy said, are you serious? And couldn't believe that his girlfriend was suggesting such a thing. And he was like, oh my god, I'm so lucky. But then he took a closer look and realized it wasn't his girlfriend at all, but a woman who looked like her. How did he know? Because she had backward toes. Mm -hmm. And I have now spent close to 24 hours pondering what backward toes means. I still don't know if it means like upside down toes or backward like the nail part is close to the foot part. What is a backward I was toe?
0: It's either that the bottoms of your toes are facing up or so like upside down. Upside down. Uh-huh. Or your pinky toe comes first and then your pink oh, toes at
1: the end. Oh, I like that. That makes sense because like it's the sort of thing where it's like, I mean, how well do you know your girlfriend's feet? Although, I guess if you're a foot fetishist, you'd know really well, you know? But also, if I saw, like, the but bottom like,
0: of my toes, or my toes are out of order, I would be like...
1: I guess I don't spend a lot of time looking at people's feet. I mean, Like, if I bumped into you on the road and you were barefoot, yeah. I'd never be like, Sasha, what's going I on on like your toes?
0: You've seen one foot, you've seen them all. I
1: mean, yeah. So, I, that's why I wouldn't even bother to look down, because I've seen all the feet. But maybe I guess he, in, like,
0: bent over to pick up her bags and maybe. he saw her feet. And then he was
1: like, wait a second. Wait a second. Anyway, back to the story. Yeah. That was, this is an important toe talk <laughs> Welcome Sasha. to my toe talk. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my toe talk. <laughs> You're not my girlfriend, said the man. Of course I am, she said. Now let's go before my father finds us. But the man kept insisting that she was lying, probably reenacting that vine, Why You Always Lying. (laughs) The woman denied it until finally the man slipped a blindfold that he happened to have on her, and then he hit her until she ran away. Which, to be fair, if my boyfriend put a blindfold on me and started hitting me, I would also run away. It doesn't mean I'm a supernatural evil spirit. It means I don't have time for people who hit me. Right. Like...
0: But also... (laughs) What the why fuck? Why do you have a
1: blindfold? <laughs> and why is your why is your move, you know, she says she's my girlfriend. I'm pretty sure she's not. Why is your move then? I'll blindfold her and hit her and not I'll run away. Just get back in your car, man. To, like, just go back home. You try seeing your girlfriend during the daytime. It's not a big deal. Anyway, the next day, the man met with a priest. The priest blessed a needle for him, and that night, the man took the road to his girlfriend's armed with his blessed needle... Once again, he ran into La Mala Hora, who once again claimed to be his girlfriend. But this time, he pretended to believe her and ran away with the demon. (laughs) Eventually, they arrived at a glen and stopped to rest. The man pretended he was in the mood for some good old-fashioned necking and leaned over to embrace La Mala Hora. But when she leaned into it, he slipped her the blessed needle, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Hey, yo girl, you want to see my blessed needle? needle? (laughs) The needle froze her to the spot, and she couldn't get up, because I'm assuming blessed needle stuck. I don't know. Mm. I'm not a blessed needle scientist. (laughs) The man then returned to his town, got the priest, and took him back to the glen. Even though hours had passed and it was now after dawn, La Mala Hora was still there, stuck with the blessed needle. Blessed needle. Blessed needle. Ugh. Again, the blessed needle is his dick. The priest knew exactly what to do when faced with a demonic entity. He told the man to hit her with a branch while he, the priest, prayed. But as the man raised the branch, the woman disappeared. What? The end. I just, like I said, they're not technically like silly stories. The goal is to be spooky. And these are things that people claim really happened to them. But I'm just like, this is goofy. This is silly. Your toes are backward. Get this blessed needle into your flesh. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think that priest is the priest from Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> He's like you bad know what, advice. I mean, well, the, the, he the, okay. So she was actually
1: stuck in one place. So maybe it was good advice. Yeah, I guess. But then, like, he didn't have an action plan beyond that. Like, why couldn't he have just like stuck her with the pin or bless, the blessed needle in like the town square, right? And then it wouldn't have taken hours and hours to go get the priest. Right. To then come back to the Glen and, like, see her still stuck there. Like, he could have just stuck her there, brought the priest and been like, okay, there's strength in numbers, buddy. Let's keep an eye on her and also come up with an action plan. Right. Because the priest just rolls up and is like, oh, I guess I didn't think you were going to actually use the blessed needle. I guess I could pray while you hit her with a stick. with stick.
0: <laughs> hit with stick. Hit with stick.
1: <laughs> It'll solve all your problems. Man who carries blindfolds casually. No wonder your girlfriend's father doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We've had a lot of fun here on this Wednesday. Night <laughs> Wednesday with night. our backward toes and our sneaky blindfolds, yeah, and our donuts and our scientific explanations that make our heads hurt, yeah, and our actual headaches and our actual headaches. I, hate,
0: I hung. I I st- did with it. you yeah, yeah. did it. Yeah, We
1: we've basically we hit another hit another swoop sp- hour. hour. Crashing it, we hit another witching hour where we now cannot go outside. We're we're like six hours away from the real witching hour. I hope to be firmly asleep then because yeah. I have a hot date tomorrow night at the Cat Cafe. Oh, because tomorrow night is Valentine's Day. Tomorrow yeah, night is Valentine's
0: Day. I have. Uh, I was thinking when you were talking about like the Amityville horror thing, like mm-hmm. the guy kept waking up at three fifteen. There was a stretch of time where and I think it had to do with the REM cycle. Yeah. I would wake up and look at the clock, and it was, like, you know, 310, 320, and yeah. I'd be, like, ugh. And it was, <laughs> well, like, every day for, like, you know, a couple of months, but it was just, I think, just REM stuff. Yeah,
1: like, let's think about this. So, I remember from my AP psych class, so don't sue me if I'm wrong, please, and thank you. You can at me, that's fine. Don't follow me on Twitter, though. <laughs> um, follow at Spoo Power. But basically it takes you a sleep cycle like a full sleep cycle it's to like go all four yeah it's 90 minutes to go through all four stages of sleep and a REM cycle REM cycles at the end what at stage one of sleep is when you're kind of not asleep you're just in like that like quiet you're not in control of your thoughts but you're still kind of awake phase mm-hmm. and that's generally the shortest so let's say 90 minute slots so you do two 90 minute slots Let's say you go to bed at 10. Right. That's pretty standard bedtime, yeah. I say, as a person who regularly goes to bed at 10. So then you do your first 90 minutes. Yeah. It's now 11.30. You do your second 90 minutes. It's now 1 a.m. Yeah. You do your third 90 minutes. It's now 2.30. Uh-huh. You do your fourth 90 minutes, but in the middle of your fourth REM cycle, you wake up because uh-huh. it's the middle of your sleeping time yeah. total, and it's now 3.30. Mm, that would make sense. And I remember from psych, the, as the night goes on, as you cycle through sleep, your REM cycle gets longer and longer. Yeah. So it would theoretically be about like 45 minutes in, you're deep into a REM, REM cycle. cycle. Yeah. And you hit the witching hour and you have a bad dream and you wake up scared. Or you have a bad dream and you're convinced that you're actually awake for it. Because I've had yeah. some... I had. I have this recurring nightmare where I wake up in whatever bed I'm sleeping in. I've had it happen in hotels. It's happened to me in every home where I've lived. um, When I'm at friends' houses, when I'm at boyfriends' houses, family homes, whatever. Everywhere I've ever slept, I have this recurring nightmare that I wake up in the middle of the night and there's a spider dropping down from the ceiling. Oh, There are variations. One time it was a scorpion. When I lived in the mill in college, it was one of those, like, silverfish. yeah. And, like, sometimes, like, when it happened here, this was probably two months ago at this point, when it happened here, the spider was already in the bed. Oh. So I woke up, like, turned the light on, and started, like, yeah. th- thrashing through my comforter trying to find it. And Zelda's like, what the fuck are you doing? And right. I'm like, what is the point of you if you don't kill spider?" And then I realized what was happening. Yeah. So I get it. I've yeah. had dreams that feel very real. So if instead of a recurring spider nightmare, it was, like, a ghost nightmare right. that feels the way my spider nightmare does, yeah, I'd probably think it was the witching hour, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: I think uh, two episodes ago, I talked about, like, I woke up in Jack's bed. And oh, yeah, with I, the I, I, the, the headless I needed person. to go to the bathroom, and I just felt, like, this dark abyss over by the bathroom. Yeah. And then Jack told me that the same night, he looked over, and his, like, the way that the couch and, like, his stuff was, like, presenting looked like a guy, like, trying to come over him. Yeah. And the two of us were like, ugh. And I think we must have both had this, like, reaction, you know, right around the same time, probably at, like, you know, 3, 4 in the morning. Yeah,
1: when you're in the middle of a REM, REM cycle. cycle. And it's – you're not – your brain is not at its best even when you're, like – falling asleep or when you're waking up. I like to call it my lizard brain and that's when my, that's part of when my anxiety is the worst because I don't have my upper brain function going, well, that's a silly thing to think. Like, don't worry about it. I only have my lizard brain going, everything is chaos. Lizards. (laughs) 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 Like... So, I get it. I I see why there is a witching hour. I see why people are afraid of it. Personally, I don't believe in this. Obviously, I don't believe in most of the things we talk about. Yeah. I'm assuming you're a no on the witching hour. I'm not no
0: on that, but I will have nightmares tonight about your voice going, Lizards!
1: (laughs) (laughs) No! A man walked into a bar and said, Ouch! Ouch. A man walked into a bar and said, Lizards! Do you want me to record you a new ringtone so that every time I call you, which is never because I don't like talking on the phone, but every time I call you, it just is me going lizards, 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 lizards. lizards. Lizard. You can set it as your phone alarm. It'll wake you right up. It'll wake you, then I will never be late for work. Again. I got you covered. All right. Give me your phone. I'm going to record you a new alarm. It's just me saying lizards. Oh my I God. like lizards. I do too. I just call it my lizard brain because, you know, it's like your unevolved part of your brain that's still just like, don't lizards. pick up that snake. It's going to kill you. You. Don't eat those berries. Those are poison. Don't walk off the cliff, you big dummy. Don't, don't listen sp- to Spook Hour. <laughs> don't listen to Spook Power? I do weird voices that say lizard. <laughs> yes, my lizard brain is all about listening to Spook Hour, but my upper-level logic brain is like, "Oh, don't do it. It's a mistake." <laughs> Thank you for listening. To Thank us. you for not listening to your upper brain and only listening to your lizard brain, and also listening to us. It's Valentine's Day, y'all. We hope, you had a good we hope you had a good Valentine's. We hope or you had a good Valentine's. Or just a good
0: weekend. Week. Yeah. yeah. Because this episode ain't dropping until next
1: week. <laughs> if this episode ain't dropping, don't come a-knockin'. I might do... I'm trying meet-up again. I might do a meet-up on Sunday that's, like, technically a writing group, but they put in the description, you can work on anything, so I might go and edit my podcast. And when people are like, what are you working on? You I'll be know. like, I, I have a podcast. podcast. Anyway, here's some stickers. Check out my podcast. How's your lizard brain doing? I'm <laughs> wearing
0: my... I, I packed my uh Spoop Hour shirt in my gym bag today to wear to the gym that I didn't make it to because I was at work until six. Yes. But I am wearing it to my school yoga class tomorrow. Yes, so please. I will do yoga <laughs> in the Spoop Hour shirt. I What's mean, Spoop Hour? Oh it's just my podcast. Uh,
1: it's just my podcast. <laughs> I did when I wore the Spoop Hour shirt to the Yurei Izakaya mm-hmm. I we took the train there, obviously, and there was a white guy on the train. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming he could read English because he kept looking at my shirt and smiling. And I was like, "Oh my god, is this gonna be the first person who knows what my podcast is that I run into on, in the wild?" Mm-hmm. But he didn't say anything. I think he just thought it was a, it was a silly combination of words that had a spook picture of a ghost on it. What even is spook? We yeah. just don't know. If lizard you brains, like spooky trash. You've you come, come to, to the, the right, right place. place if you like lizard brains. And piña coladas. And cheating on your wife. We've been over it before. I'm mad about that song. It's garbage. Um, but thank you
0: for listening yes. to an hour of spoop. Recorded, Recorded on a, on a Wednesday, Wednesday night.
1: Now you see once again why we don't usually do this. It's yeah. special circumstances. I we, think it we was like, fun.
0: Yeah, I thought it was fun. I had a great time. We, we like recording on Sunday afternoons when yes. we're lucid.
1: Yeah, like lazy Sundays. We're like, let's go to Starbucks. And then maybe we'll look, like watch a couple episodes of something. And then do you want to record our podcast? Yeah, okay, sure, let's do it. But right now we're in like lizard brain territory. It's
0: the middle of the work week.
1: Yeah yeah it's hump day day. get out your blessed needles (coughs) hi i'm heather and i'm rhonda and we're two wine loving psych nerd long distance friends who host the podcast wine mind where each episode we break down a psychology topic while getting buzzed on a bottle of wine and sometimes we make up words
0: have you ever poured back a few glasses of wine and found yourself wondering, why is wine so awesome? Why is it so hard to make friends in adulthood? What's the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath?
1: If so, then Wine Mind is the podcast for you. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And check out our
0: website at winemindpodcast.com. You can also find us on the social medias as at Wine Mind Podcast. So uncork a bottle and join us. Cheers! Cheers what about video games called. <laughs> did
1: you watch my brain wind down? I just saw a blue screen come on. Just, there was a dial tone coming out of it. Just like, Ooh. <laughs> oh no! I'll put it um, at the end of the episode. No one needs to know. Yeah, no one needs to know <laughs> until the end of the episode. Sorry, Jack.